Today is... Today is what? The 28th. The 28th. 28th February. Today's Wednesday. That's going, that's going. Live's going. Alright, so let's get on with this. This probably is going to be the last teaching for this week. Anyhow, this is live stream number 78. Number 78. And coming live once again from Oshawa. I repeat myself most of the time because I get new viewers sometimes. Not all the time, but I get new viewers. So anyhow, Oshawa, a Durham region, southern Ontario, the, uh, the province of Ontario, but southern, the southern part of the province of Ontario. We got the nation of Canada and the continent of North America. So today we are looking at, the question is, why so many interpretations of the Bible? Why? Why? Yeah. Uh, you can also add in there, why so many versions and translations? But we're going to stick to the interpretations for now. Because there are quite a few interpretations. And we're going to unpack that a little bit. So why do we have so many interpretations when it comes to the Holy Bible? Well, maybe we should be asking ourselves, why do we have so many denominations? Why do we have so many denominations? Uh, different denominations and their different interpretations is the root cause of division, divisiveness in the church. Denominations have their own interpretations and opinions regarding the Holy Bible. You ever notice that? The Holy Spirit is not the author of all of this. No, He's not. He is not. He's got a whole lot more patience than I do, that's for sure. But anyhow, he is not the author whatsoever of different interpretations, uh, different denominations. He is not the author. God is not the author. All right? He's not the originator. <clears throat> Man is. <laughs> Man in his flesh. Yes, even those who are born again. Many leaders as well as pew sitters in local churches have not done their homework. That's right, especially leaders, as in assimilating whole chapters and epistles, uh, praying in tongues, fasting, basically the five keys, when it comes to, that's what the Word says, but what does that Word mean? Alright, that's a huge, huge problem, and uh, I heard Dave Roberson say that one time, the first time I heard him say it, I said, oh my, oh my, oh my. Everyone will take a verse and not everyone, but a lot of people, they'll have their own opinion on that verse. Okay, well, that's what it says. Yeah, okay, that's what it says, but what does it mean? Keep it in context. And uh, what is the revelation? Not what you think the revelation is, or we assume, or what you say that the Holy Spirit gave you. Maybe He did. I hope He did. When you start saying that God t told you this and God showed you that, but He never did, uh, trust me, it's going to show up on that day. So very few Christians have given themselves over to what it takes to put off the old man. See? People say, well, what's that got to do with all of this? It has everything to do with it. And put on the new man. Since the new man, with the assistance of the Spirit, is the only one 
the new man and the Holy Spirit, is the only one qualified to rightly divide and interpret the word of truth. Yes. When, when you've got a wrong interpretation of the word of truth, then it's no longer the word of truth. It's the word of error. That's a good word right there. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit has never and will never contradict himself. Ever, 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 ever contradict himself. You have one preacher, you have one believer, etc. saying one thing and the other one saying the opposite. Right? Yeah. Well, both cannot be right, yet both can be wrong, unless one of them is actually right and the other one wrong. Alright? That probably went over most people's heads, but anyhow, it didn't go over my head, because the way I teach it. We have far too much of, well, God told me this. And the other one says, well, God showed me that. Contradicting one another, one another, which has been around for centuries, which is the beginning or foundation for different interpretations, which has led to different denominations as the two individuals went their own way and eventually began their own home Bible studies, local churches, etc. That's what happened. They disagreed and they got mad at each other. And instead of getting together and praying and seeking the, the, the Lord's will and all that, no, what did they do? They just went off in a, in a huff and a puff and got mad and they started their own, well, this is the way I think and I'm, I'm going to, you know, and sometimes they didn't do it on purpose, but they unintentionally began a denomination because then they got other people to come into their group, their camp, and, mm, and it grew and it grew and it grew and it's like, yeah, I don't... I don't believe in that guy. Yeah, this makes more sense to me. And uh, if it was wrong, it's wrong. Because of the lack of proper oversight, overseers, episco, episcopos, <laughs> Acts 20, 28, we've allowed individuals as well as groups to say, think, believe, teach, and share whatever they wanted to say, think, believe, teach, etc. regarding the Holy Bible. Even today, we have far too many who have taken it upon themselves to believe whatever they want to believe when it comes to God and His Word. Yet, this has and will have serious consequences, especially in the judgment seat of Christ. Alright? So, we even got it. We've got overseers today. Alright? Well, they call themselves overseers. Bishops. Oh, the bishop. Alright? And maybe he is an overseer. Maybe. But is he a good one? It's like leaders. You know, people, they look at certain, you know, government leaders and they're bad leaders and they say, well, he's not a leader. He's not a leader or he's not a prime minister or he's not a president. No, he is at the time, but he's not a good one. He's a bad one. He's a corrupt one. All right. So we got bad uh, overse overseeing, which leads to bad oversight regarding the word and church government. Even when it comes to Christian literature, uh-oh, which has been around for centuries, many have been free or have had or taken the freedom upon themselves to print, publish, and spew whatever they wanted to print, spew, publish, with great and severe consequences regarding those who read what was written and believed it. Yeah. I mean, if you read, okay. Not knowing the difference between what was right and what was wrong, greatly lacking spiritual discernment. So, just because you read something that's wrong doesn't mean you're going to believe it. But if you do end up believing it, that's where the problem is. It's like the devil's lies. He's going to lie to you. Well, where's the power in the lies? In believing it. All right? That's how the devil gets you to deceive you. He gets you to believe a lie. 
instead of believing the truth, right? So this has not helped the church in becoming unified, one, to become one under the head or lordship of Christ by the Spirit. If every author, every speaker, etc. had been carefully led by the Spirit, we would not have what we have today regarding division and schisms in the church. Read 1 Corinthians 1.10. I don't have time to read it. 1 Corinthians 1.10. Maybe I should read it. I'll read it after. Which is another word for denominations. Alright? Schisms, divisions is another word for denominations. I call it the birthing of different denominations, which is rooted in the birthing of different interpretations and not the other way around, meaning the different interpretations came first. That's the way I see it. All right? So the birthing of different interpretations leads to the birthing of different denominations, which leads to divisions in the body of Christ. All right? So, I'm almost on my 10-minute mark here, the video. Let's read this 1 Corinthians 1.10. It's huge, amplified. I love the amplified in this. And let's read it, 1 Corinthians 1.10. Paul says here, But I urge and entrust you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in perfect harmony and full agreement in what you say, and that there be no dissensions or factions or divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united. Oh gosh, you got to be kidding. You seriously? Yes, I'm serious, Paul says. In your common understanding and in your opinions and judgments. Alright? So I've done teachings on that before. I won't do a teaching on that today. But anyhow, so that's about it for today. I thought a great little teaching. And not because I did it, but because it's going to help us understand and get free from uh, wrong interpretations, different things like that. So, as I finish my videos, I encourage each and one of you to walk in the fullness of your sonship by learning to walk in the fullness of the grace of God and of the faith of God, because it's the faith of God that gives grace, that gives access to the grace of God. So, what I mean, we need to believe. We need to believe what God believes about His grace. Alright? That's the faith of God and putting that faith, that kind of faith, the faith of God in His grace. And when we believe, we become fully persuaded of what God believes about His grace, great things are going to happen in your life, your ministry, your city, uh, and your nation, etc., etc. Shalom and... Amen.